Today on the Profitable Trading Podcast with job cards. We don't just want them to do them because they have to. We want them to understand why it's important and they do it with a good grace. So what we're going to dig into today uh, applies to the job cards or time cards getting done, but also applies to everything that you need your team to do. And nothing really seems to help or it comes right for a couple of days and then they fall off the wagon again. Most great parenting books, if you replace the word child with employee, they still make sense. And again, not to say employees are like children. You'd do it, but you'd have a face like you'd sucked a lemon. I've seen that three times this morning. From me. There is one question that comes up time and time again for business owners in the trades and the services industry. How do I get my team to complete their job or time cards accurately and in a timely manner? Now, it's important that this task is done because so much of your job costing information comes from the job information. Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how to get your team to complete their cards on time and how the process we'll share will help you get your team on side with any task you need done in your business. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back, and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. Well, howdy there. Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast, uh, sitting here with Phil Smith, my good friend. G'day, buddy. Yep, co-conspirator. Co-conspirator. Yep. And uh, we have to mention Nephi today. Nephi, oh man. You can't see Nephi unless you're watching this online, which you won't be able to anyway because you know the stars of the show are in the camera. He's behind the camera, but he's the real star of the show. He's, he's at his last day at Profitable Trader today. Yeah, Nephi, we're going to miss you, buddy. It's been real. I'm sure all the listeners will miss you too. They'll be uh, you know, sending all flowers and you know, T-shirts and undergarments. I don't know. Who knows? Probably just throwing their undergarments. Yeah, that's right. Nephi will catch him too in his mouth. Okay. Anyway, this on is getting we go. really weird. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We are talking Philip? about job cards, time cards. Uh, basically, just getting things filled out on time and accurately. So we coach thousands of business owners, and uh, I think it's fair to say this comes up a lot. Just a little bit. Uh, so what we're going to dig into today uh, applies to the job cards or time cards getting done, but also applies to everything that you need your team to do. Yeah. Look, the number of times uh, we've had questions about this is uh, phenomenal. Often. The business owners are at their wits end. They've been begging and pleading with their team uh, to get this right and nothing really seems to help or it comes right for a couple of days and then they fall off the wagon again and you're still chasing uh, you know, all the job information from the time cards. Uh, or maybe they, uh, they get done at the end of the day or the end of the week uh, when you want them done on the job. Maybe the photos are missed. Uh, maybe some really sort of lame descriptions are given. Uh, maybe some materials are missed. I mean, I don't know how many times I've heard of it, you know, uh, replacing a cylinder and uh, there's no cylinder in the materials, uh, which is kind of weird. um, And obviously you don't want that happening. So, and it turns out that uh, begging and pleading or ranting and raving seldom works, kind of like parenting children. What's yeah. your classic line that most parenting tips can be well, used yeah, to most, help? Yeah, most great parenting books, if you replace the word uh, child or the employee, they still make sense. And again, not to say employees are like children, just saying that there's a lot of principles about you know interpersonal relationships that are pretty universal. Ah, uh, yes. I'm sure you got a story to, uh, I do. to I introduce do. us. I do. Uh, I was just thinking about my four kids and uh, how you've got a lot to learn with your three kids. But anyway... <laughs> Tony's yarn is that because he has four and I have three, I have a small family, but he has a large family. There's no such thing as medium in Tony's mind. I think four is, it's kind of on the large side. It's not 10. No, no, but apparently I have a small family. My dad was one of 10. (laughs) 
Well, I'm sure your dad has some good stories. This is actually a story about my dad. So oh, here we uh, go. Yeah, uh, he used to say something when he wanted me to do something. He'd say, "If you can't do it with a good grace, don't do it at all." And you know when uh, your parents ask you to do something and uh, you do it, but you have a face like you'd sucked a lemon. Yeah, like you yeah. looked all sour and bitter. I've seen that three times this morning. Actually, back at me, it's great. From me? No, from my son. Oh. <laughs> one of one of my kids. <laughs> One of your three children. Yeah, yeah one um, of my small family. Yeah, your small family. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, and he'd say, do it with a good grace. You know, if you can't do it with a good grace, don't do it at all. And uh, I think the same is what we want with our team is, you know, we don't want them just to do stuff because we've told them and, like, they have to do it. Mm. Uh, that's kind of not commitment. That's just kind of compliance. We don't want compliance. We want our team to really be on board with stuff. Uh, and, you know, for example, with job cards, we don't just want them to do them because they have to. We want them to understand why it's important and they do it with a good grace. Yeah, uh, because that makes all the difference. It, it's good for the culture. Everyone's feeling much better about things. So, uh, tip for the day: if you can't do it with a good grace, don't do it. Don't at do all. it at all. And I suppose if we can't get things done with a good grace, uh, especially in, in the case of job cards, time cards, uh, we're going to run into some issues. Yeah, this is a huge challenge. Uh, so, if you if you can't get your time cards done properly and your team don't do them properly, you're going to miss a bunch of important information about the job, the cost of the job, potentially materials, and obviously time. Yep. Uh, and time is huge because uh, you know we're billing labour, and mm. uh, that's how we make money. So if we don't capture the labour, it gets lost. Uh, yeah. And what tends to happen, it gets lost, but we still have to pay the wages. Yeah. And so the the time doesn't get invoiced out to the client. So instead of billing out eight hours a day, you might bill out six and a half. Yeah. Uh, which is a huge problem. And if you add that up over a week and a month and a year, it's costing you thousands. And the problem is you still pay the eight. Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Still pay yeah. the eight, even though you only build six and a half. So you got to get your correct uh, correct numbers in there. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if you're not invoicing properly, or you don't include all the job costs, uh, that's a big issue when you come to actually checking on the cost of the work. Like what we teach our members is a really key skill is back costing. So you go back and you should cost every job you do to see how it got on. Mm. Now, if the information about the job is not accurate, it's hard to get an accurate back cost, which has a bunch of them implications for pricing for example because the thing with back costing is you're actually figuring out how the job went and you look at that and you can make adjustments moving forward on you know whether you need to change pricing on staff or how long stuff takes like pricing is actually a it's an iterative process you do it you check it how did it go on make adjustments for next time you always want to be doing that to improve it so that's a big problem it's obviously going to reduce the profitability of your jobs if you miss stuff uh, and um, that's huge and late job cards they make life really difficult to get invoices out so if they're not timely uh, it's difficult to get invoices out quickly to your clients and that's important because the quicker you get them out quicker you get paid yeah uh, and it can put a lot of pressure on your admin team or, or yourself if you're doing the admin you know you've got a stack of jobs you need to invoice out and you're looking at the jobs and you're like there's stuff missing here or the time cards haven't come in and that's like just crazy you might have 15 20 80, 100, whatever it is. And if you've got to tidy up and chase up a lot of those, it takes a lot of time. As I said, slow invoicing too leads to slow payment. It just hits your cash flow. You're slow getting the invoices out, slow getting money in. You don't have good margins because you're not capturing all the job information. Again, it hits your, hits your cash flow. And there can be a lot of frustration between you uh, and your managers if you've got a bigger business and the people out in the field because you're like, these guys can't do what they're supposed to. And they're like, oh, they're always at me for... You know, not doing my time cards and it's frustrating and getting annoyed with them. So, And in the end, that just damages the culture. So it's a little bit of a vicious circle. Yeah, so a lot of problems here if we, if we don't do this it right. This is a huge yeah. issue. 
Like it's just critical that it's right. Yeah, real important. And on the other hand, you know, if we can get everyone to do their job cards and time cards, and do it with a good grace, most importantly, you yep. know, like they're they're keen to do it, they're committed to doing it, they understand they're not it. just being uh, slapped about it. Um, you know, pretty big upsides. Well, you get the job cost information. Uh, it improves your profitability. Uh, you understand the actual costs of doing the jobs, so you can tweak that for future pricing. Uh, you, your invoices are done promptly, so they're done. You know, the time cards are done on the job, on the day, done, back to the office, they can get the invoicing done. The invoices go out, people can pay you on time, there's way less work for your team in the office, there's less back and forward and backbiting and bitching about who hasn't done what, you need to do this and get off my back, so that, that's good for the culture because everyone's like just moving forward, doing their business, and it does create a great culture of accountability, which is what we want in the business, so it's hugely important to get right. Yeah, 100%. So uh, how do we do it? I think the question on everyone's lips. Yeah, so the first thing is um, I think we start with what not to do. Yeah. You don't want to just complain and beg and plead and threaten your team. That just I just don't think that works. Yeah. Uh, and it makes you angry. It makes you frustrated. makes your team angry and frustrated and feel unappreciated. It's kind of like we said, if you threaten and push and cajole your kids, often it's just empty words. Yeah, well, especially if you don't follow through on it. And this thing. this is not me saying, hey, make threats and, and then do it. <laughs> it's just don't make them in the first place, you know. Like, you just tell your kids, you know, if you do that one more time, there's going to be this big thing happen, and then they do it one more time, and you're like, well, if you do it one more time, uh, all you're doing is telling them, you know, I'm, I'm full of it, and I'm never going to follow through, and you can just break whatever rule you want, which the thing is, is we actually do that probably less with our kids than we do with our employees. You know, the amount of times you say, hey, don't do this again or this is going to be a big problem and blah, blah, blah. And then they do it again and you just have that same conversation. And what they learn is I can break the rules and I can do stuff and I can not care about it. And uh, all that happens, they get the same talking to, which I've heard a thousand times. So I can zone out and then just say sorry at the end. And that's it. That's the end of it. So why jump through these hoops and just, you know, disadvantage or inconvenience myself uh, when there's not really any outcome? Yeah, that, this is the thing, and I think the challenge for so many business owners is we get busy and flat out. We get a bit tired and we sort of forget that there's other ways to do things, and this is really normal when you're busy. It's just like you get a bit desperate and you're like, just come on, like, come on, just just do it, would you? Like, can you just do it because I asked? Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, it just doesn't really work. Well, you go from the empty threats to the empty begs. Uh, That's right. Which, so you, you also <laughs> lose your positioning there, which yeah. is a whole other story. Yeah. But, uh, and the thing, yes, you end up with no power. That's right. And the thing here is that uh, we're talking about time cards or job cards, whatever you call them, but this really is a conversation about all team performance and behaviour issues at work uh, because the, the cause and the cure for getting your job cards and your time cards done is the same cause and cure for all behaviour and performance issues or frustrations you have with your team. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. And I think like time for a truth bomb is... You know, any performance problem that you have with your team you know, in your business, it, it's your responsibility. It, it doesn't matter how it's come up, doesn't matter who it's coming up with, it's, it's your problem, it's your responsibility, and it's you, you're accountable for fixing it, really. So That's right. You mean you can influence your team's performance and their behaviour to an extent, but you cannot control it, but you can control the way you behave around your team. And that's the leverage point that you work on. So you change your behaviour and the way you approach it, which then is going to have an influence on on the team. Well, it's like anything. You've got inputs and outputs, right? So, like, you want the output to change. Well, you've got to change the input, and the input is usually what you've done. The output is the response you get from your team and the actions that they take. So, you know, really the only way you're going to change those outputs is to change the inputs that you're, that you're yep. working with. 
And so you are the one who has to change here. And I know that's that's really difficult to hear, uh, but that's what leadership is about. Uh, only when you change will your team change. And I think it was was Gandhi who said, "Be the change you want to see in the world." Uh, so you actually, you know, you start changing, and then things change. And I've seen this happen so many times. Here's a classic example: business owner wants the time cards or the job cards done properly, but the same business owner doesn't check the financials of their business every week and every month. Mm. They're not actually exercising the discipline that they want their team members to exercise. And so yeah. if you're not regularly checking the finances of your business and the performance of your business every week and every month, it's it's a little bit rich in a way to expect your team members to put the information in. Yeah, totally. I mean, like it's like anything, right? Like you've really got to model the behavior you want to see. Um Oh, honestly, I'm going to dob my wife in here. Uh, my lovely wife, oh. Maya. Um, oh. <laughs> absolutely. Caution, caution, Phil Smith. Amazing, caution. Amazing, amazing lady, my wife, Maya. Um, one thing just to just to dob her in on, though, is that anytime we tell the kids, you got to clean your room or we've got to tidy this up or tidy that up, then I just nervously glance over to our bedroom and it's just absolutely trashed with <laughs> Maya's stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, she's she's really got this thing where she she doesn't know how to close a drawer. Like, so if she opens it, it, it's, it has to stay open. Uh, anyway, look, everybody has their things, right? And I've, I've got mine coming out the wazoo, but I think my point is is that it's hard to enforce that on the kids when, like, we actually just have to shut our bedroom door and then tell them, and then tell them clean up because otherwise it's way too easy to have that thrown back in our face, right? I'm going to uh, go out and support a brother here, lovely wife, Broman. Amazing, incredible. Tidiness, yeah, not a strong suit. Yeah, well, I've got to say, <laughs> I think the point is, is like those in glass houses, right? Yeah. So I think just make sure your house is in order before you start. You know, oh, just just a, a tip for happy marriage here, Phil. I've learnt that you just help clean up, bro. Like, yeah, just go and it, give her a hand to it. clean up. She's probably busy, mate. Oh, dude, she's definitely busy. You need so, to get off that judgmental high horse. Hey, hey, there's no judgment. Be a little here, bit man. more kind and forgiving. There's no like judgment. I've got here. plenty of things myself. I'm just saying. That that's one that comes up. Right? So oh, it's the same, protests, same with these business owners. Same with these business owners, mate. If you're out here running a trades business and you want you guys to fill in their job cards, you know, like your version of that is is your business's financials. So are you doing them? Yeah. Are you setting that example? So yeah, like I said, you know, if you're not running a PL and not checking the the financials of the business regularly, it's kind of like a job card at a business level. So people will not follow a leader who doesn't set an example. And we find, and this is weird, it's kind of cosmic, but once people really start doing their financials and, and nailing that stuff, all of a sudden the team just seems to do their job cards better. It's kind of cosmic. You know, there are a bunch of principles at play here, how to deal with getting people to do their job and time cards and other performance issues. It's not just telling them to do stuff, but there are some principles which you need to step back uh, and understand from a more of a high level point of view not just dealing with the issue as it comes up because there's a lot of preparation that needs to be done mm. and some groundwork to be done to help this work better yeah and so four four principles the first one we've talked about is you know you got to lead by example mm. that's massive uh leadership is everything in your business they will follow you you don't even realize how much they look up to you or how much you set the tone but you do uh, so that's that's important for me the second one definitely would be we buy in really I mean, if you think about it, like with any problem, you've always got the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, but you've got the guardrail at the top, and uh, like really, that's the more important one. If you can stop them falling in the first place, you don't need the ambulance. So for me, buy-in on this topic is is that guardrail at the top of the cliff. Essentially, why would somebody do anything if they don't really see the benefit in doing it? 
So a lot of the time, the reason that you guys are forgetting to do their job cards or their time cards, they're not forgetting. They just don't care, you know. Like, and it's not, and it's not even actually that they don't care. It's just that it doesn't really stick in their mind. It's not something that's forefront because they don't directly see the impact that it has to do their job cards and do them well, in particular. So you know, the really only thing that that they know is that if I put the wrong hours on there, I'll, I might not get paid the right amount. But they don't see all of the flow-on effect if it means that you can't back cost your jobs properly, which means that you can't price your work correctly, which means that you can't make the right margin, which means that there's no money in the bank, which means that all the flow-on effects of that. They don't see the hassle that the office staff go through trying to figure out what the hell happened on jobs that they never saw, you know, so then they can get everything right. Uh, they don't see all of the fallout of when there's incorrect information in those job cards and time cards that when there's any customer complaints, if that happens, that you don't have any proof, you don't have any you know rundown of what happened, there's no photos attached, there's nothing. And so as a result, like there's there's issues that you don't know how to fight and they don't see the you know the fallout of not attaching a QA checklist or the likes. So that then that way you can prove that you did the job the right way the first time and reduce callback and reworks. They they, they don't they don't see any of that. All they see is, oh, this thing that's a hassle at the end of the job which stops me getting to the next job on time. That's a big thing. So from the tradesperson or the tech's point of view, they're like, man, my calendar schedule is stacked up. I've got all these jobs that I need to get to. Uh, I'm just going to boost and get the next job yeah. done because that's what's important. And the, for them, and I think you've alluded to it, it's not a priority. There's other priorities because they well, don't understand thing. what the priority is from your perspective as an owner. Well, they're actually trying to do the right thing. Most of them. Most of them. Well, a lot of the time they are. You know, like, I mean, the, the, the guy on the tools or the girl on the tools is is there and they're thinking to themselves in a split second, remember this is a split second subconscious decision about I'm back to back to back with jobs today and, you know, we're, we're behind, we need to get ahead. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm doing a great job and smashing these jobs out for the boss so that we can make sure that we have a great business and I want to be good at my job and that requires getting jobs done. And so they're like, I could get to the next job. I'm, I want to get there on time. I've got this job card to do, this time card. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it later. I'll get it done. I just got to get to that next job and just keep smashing. And so they've made a, a priority choice there about, you know, carrying on and doing more work. Or if it's the end of the day, you know, there's there's a real big confliction there, which is I've got this job card to do, but uh, you know, it's 4.30 and I really want to get home, you know. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Been, you know, I'm we're like, supposed uh, to finish at 4. I'm tired and, you know, like, and I've got to get home. The kids need baths and bedtime and I want to be there, you know. It's, it's, this is my time to put my parent hat on. And uh, that pull is going to be pretty strong and it, it means that the priority of getting their job card done is is lower, of course it is, but again, it's because if they don't see all of that, like all of the fallout and all of the you know, impact that it has to do this correctly, if they don't understand that deeply and you can't help them see it, then how are they ever going to prioritise doing it over all of the other important things they have to do in their day? It's that simple. So you need to work on that side of things. So yeah, creating the buy-in, uh, the education, helping them map out the process is important. Uh, and if you do that, you'll create a culture which which this stuff happens in. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, um, well, actually, before we get to culture, number three, I, I want us to slip in there is what you tolerate will never change. So if you actually tolerate this stuff and you just beg and cajole, that it won't change. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there has to be some action and consequences if people are really struggling with this. Yeah. I'm not saying you beat them up, but you've got to do something that actually is a consequence or a retraining or something. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it won't change. And lastly, fourthly, is the culture, the systems, and the accountability that drive performance. Uh, and that is, um, that's massive, uh, and this applies to all performance issues, uh, and there are really four steps to that, 
Uh, the first step, and they're all about clarity. So the first step is what does success look like? You know, what is clarity of success for this person doing their job? And so that's making it crystal clear that they understand that success is the job card is done before you leave the job site, and it's done in this way, uh, and this is what's required to do it. So it'd be things like, you know, what's in their job description? Mm. It'll be things like, hey, what are the core values of the business, which means we do what we say we're going to do, or that we're honest and we act with integrity, or that we're results-focused. It's the rules of the game, which is you write out how we actually roll here in our business, and one of those things would be rules of the game. Hey, we complete all job cards uh, correctly uh, before we leave the job site. It's key performance indicators, which is like every week we track how our team are going, and one of the KPIs is completion of job cards. Uh, So that, you know, making it really clear that this is an expectation that it needs to be done. And then step two is clarity of the process. So look, to be honest, sometimes for some people, they're not actually quite clear on how it needs to be done. So there's a big difference between saying you have to complete the time card or the job card, and you think that's obvious, and you're like, well, it's obvious what you need to do there. You know, you need to attach the photo, you need to make sure the checklists are completed, you need to put your time in, you've got to put all the materials in, you've got to put some great descriptions in. Well, your team member might think it's, oh, I just need to punch the time clock and record the time. Uh, so you've got to be crystal clear in your training. So that's uh, some examples of how job cards are done. Maybe some training videos on how to complete them. So there is absolutely no ambiguity around what a job card completed well looks like. So that's absolutely critical. The third thing is to actually review performance. So that's about checking. Uh, and you do have to check. If you don't check, how do you know? And if they know that you're not going to check, even the best person in the world will fall off the wagon. In fact, the winners like you to check because they like to know that they're doing it properly. So checking involves actually checking some job cards from time to time. Now, you, let's be honest, you can't check every job card. That would be insanity. Uh, you'd need like three extra people in the office, and that this just doesn't make sense. But what you do is you check it intermittently, and you check it when they don't know you're going to check it. So maybe you check a day's worth of job cards every week or a day's worth of job cards every couple of weeks. But they don't know when you're going to do it. But they know you're going to check. Uh, And it's not about trying to check up on them, it's just accountability uh, so that we know that it's been done properly, they know that they're doing it properly and everything's honky-dory. And then the last point is uh, is just coaching and feedback. That's, uh, well, how are we going? Are we on track or are we not on track? And if they're on track, it's like, appreciate you, you're doing a great job. If we're off track, what do we need to do? So maybe we need to go back to the training, maybe we need to go back to building the buy-in again uh, and reiterating why it's important and what the process is and how it works. And if you do that a couple of times and then they're still struggling, that that starts to become a performance issue. And that's where you've actually got to say, look, this is the way it works. Do you understand? Are you clear on how it needs to be done, what the standards are? And you you may have to put them on a performance management plan. And the consequence of that is if they can't come up to scratch, then, well, that, that could potentially be a problem with their employment. Because completing job cards is not like, oh, it's just something they have to do. It's actually a critical part of their role. It's as important as actually doing the stuff on the job because that's how the business makes money. Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of the, you know, the feedback and coaching stage is really just to also get into the reasons why they may not be performing. Like, how can you find out more about that? It could be they're really stressed about getting to the next job or it could be they don't know how to use tech. They might be dyslexic or struggle with writing. You know, like they might not know how to put together a, a really good description of what they've done. Um, could be they don't understand the consequence like we've talked about of, of not getting it right or the impact on the rest of the team but you've got to figure out like why are they not performing because 
if they're just not performing and you don't dig into why, it's really hard to coach an improvement or actually it's really hard to hold them accountable in the first place to actually, you know, doing better. So really, really important that if somebody, you know, if you're coaching them, that you figure out why they're not performing, not just that they're underperforming. And it's the same with your job or time cards. It's like if they're not doing them, it's like, why? What's going on here? What's the difficulty? How can we improve? Yeah, and it might be things like, you know, for descriptions. Uh, a lot of our members have a bunch of canned descriptions which they can use in their, their field management software or their job management software that they can just click and bring into the description. Uh, so this you can figure out, hey, is there other ways we can support the team to do this properly? Yeah, 100%. And I think like overall message from this, like if you want things to be better, you have to be better, and then that way the team will follow suit and they will be better. So it does start with you. Um, and this process does apply to any team issue. So it could be the job cards, you know, it could be you know, job cards, time cards, it could be anything, you know, compliance to anything you've tried to put down as a rule or as a standard. Um, even just, you know, excellence with quality assurance, it could be actually an invoicing process. Anything you want anyone in the team to do, it's it's going to be that same principle underlying. Yeah, and they, they, like you said, those key principles is you lead by example. Uh, so you set the tone, you create buy-in and understanding so they understand what it's about and why it's important. What you tolerate will never change. You have to hold people accountable. And then the culture and the systems is what you build because here's what you want. When you bring a new employee into the team, they see what the other tradespeople or techs do and they see that when that person has finished the job, they go into the van, they fill in their time card, they finish it there. And if they see that with the first couple of jobs they do, they're like, right, that's how we roll here. Mm. And that's because you've built the culture to support it. And once you're there, then it's just maintaining that culture. Yeah. It's not about actually having to move people who aren't performing. Yeah, 100%. And that's massive. That's it. So shall we end this plane? Let's do it. If you're frustrated about getting your job cards or your time cards done or any other performance issue, remember it's you that has to change before the team will. Lead by example, stop tolerating poor performance and build a culture of, and a system of accountability and your job card problems will disappear. Uh, your profits will grow and more importantly, your stress levels are going to go way down. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trady Podcast. In sport, it's often said that what makes the difference between the good players and the great players is not so much athletic ability, but it's more about the top two inches, the mindset, the beliefs, and the attitudes of that sports person. Now, basically, how they think about themselves, the world, and their sport is what counts. And after coaching thousands of business owners, I know the same to be true for business owners. So tune into this week's podcast where we discuss five attitudes that will cause your business to fail if you don't identify them and actively change them. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trading, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trading Podcast.